Welcome back, my friend. In the last episode, episode number nine, we looked at some of the symptoms of anxiety and did an exercise in noticing your body and getting familiar with feeling textures and temperatures, sensations of your body. Today, we will begin tracking your stress responses and I'll provide two simple yet effective exercises that are used for relaxing the muscles and regulating the nervous system. The information shared in this podcast is not meant to replace traditional therapy or coaching. And if you need trauma support, I encourage you to seek the help you need. Okay, disclaimer over. Now let's get to it. Hey sister friend, welcome to the Shades of Trauma Healing Podcast. I'm Jenny L. Taylor, a trauma coach, trauma thriver, and daughter of God, living loved. This space is for you sisters who want to begin healing and living fully, but the effects of childhood trauma keeps you stuck, scared, and unfulfilled. I'm so glad you're here. In this podcast, you'll receive trauma education, practical strategies, biblical applications, and motivational tips to support your trauma healing journey. So grab your journal, settle into your favorite spot, and let's get started. I am trained in somatic or body-based trauma interventions, and Ever since I began doing my own somatic work, I've experienced so much mental and physical relief. I now understand the connection between the body, the mind, emotions, and the actions. God created us as holistic beings, and to get the most complete healing, I believe we need to address each domain. Now, there are instances where a person would need medication to manage their anxiety symptoms, and these exercises are not meant to replace the need or the use of medications. They are meant to provide additional support. If you haven't sent in your comments yet, email me, or better yet, join us over in the Shades of Trauma Healing Facebook group and share your experiences from the body noticing exercise in episode 9. Or if you have questions about anything that I've said or that you've experienced, I would love to hear from you. The reason we do body noticing exercises first is to help you get used to sitting still with your body which will make it easier to engage with and answer the questions in one of the exercises I'll demonstrate today. The more you take time to be present and ground yourself, the more comfortable you'll get with being still and noticing the sensations, the temperatures, the textures with or against your body. The more you do this, you'll be able to notice the first signs of anxiety or triggers when they show up for you. Before I demonstrate the exercise that I do with clients, let me give you an example. Based on the somatic work that I've done, I've come to notice the body sensation that shows up for me when I get triggered or activated, and I call it my pilot light. If you live in a country that has winters or uses a gas fireplace, you may have noticed that there is always this little flame in the fireplace called a pilot light. When you turn on the fireplace, that pilot light connects with the influx of gas and ignites the flame to produce the heat that you need. As I've tracked my body sensations over the years, I noticed that this sensation, my pilot light, is always on. It is located in the base of my sternum 
And I would say that my baseline is always at a one. On any given day when I am calm, connected, and feeling generally well, my pilot light stays at a one. Whenever I get triggered though, that trigger could be from any sensory input. The little light ignites a flame and I then track this intensity. For me, it shows up like a hot sensation in my chest and it moves from the base of my sternum up and outward across my chest. Because I've been doing this work for so long, I can easily rate the intensity of this sensation. I use a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the most intense and 1 being the least intense, or my baseline. If I notice that the sensation is at, say, a 7 or an 8, I know I need to take care of myself immediately because it has a chance of reaching to a 10. Wherever possible, depending on what I'm doing, I stop and begin applying one of my go-to relaxation exercises. This is the first step because I need to get my body calm, as calm as I can, so that I don't go into this state where my executive functioning gets depressed and I can no longer think straight. If it gets to that point, that's when I begin acting from my automatic response, which is often flight or freeze, or sometimes very rarely I fight. Once I am re-regulated enough, I can then do a mental check-in about what happened. And I would ask myself, what did I hear? What did I see, taste? What did I say or touch that could have brought back a past or perceived threat? Sometimes I need to spend time journaling and praying about what happened in order to get a deeper understanding of why. At other times, just engaging in the relaxation exercise is enough to signal to my brain that I am safe and I can continue with my activities. For me, the higher the intensity score, the more activities like reflection and journaling and relaxation techniques I would need to do so that I can re-regulate my system. Time for a confession. As a Christian woman, when I first got introduced to bodywork, Honestly, I dismissed it as being woo-woo because somewhere in my growing up years, I got the message that anything to do with bodywork fell into some kind of mystical domain and it was off limits. However, as I grew spiritually and really understood how Jesus dealt with people, when I looked at how he healed the physical ailments of people and then invited them to experience spiritual healing, I found freedom. And the more I learned about the autonomic nervous system and how it functions within the body, the more I understood the connection between a healthy body, a healthy mind, healing and transformation. Today, I love learning about this stuff and I prayerfully incorporate what I learned to support others in their healing journey by helping people understand how their bodies learn and react to trauma and threat. Hopefully this example gives you an idea of what the process could be like. This is my process. Yours may be slightly different. I usually move forward step by step. Even when I was learning it, I had to move forward step by step in a safe and systematic way. And as you listen, you can choose what you want to do with what I've shared. You all know I'm very big on choice. So listen to what I'm saying today and then you decide what you would like to do. Okay, so 
Let's see what the exercise looks like. And this is what I would usually say to clients. Settle into a comfortable spot and minimize any distractions. Grab a journal as you may want to take some notes. This is your time. You are doing something to care for yourself and that is not only okay, it is encouraged. This is a time to sit and notice without feeling rushed. If you feel it's easier or safer for you to have another trusted person in the room with you, then of course, do what you need to resource yourself. Once you're settled in and you're ready, just take a deep breath in through the nose, long exhale out through the mouth, And these are the questions to consider. When you think of your triggers or moments when you felt anxious, what is the first thing you noticed in your body that told you something shifted? It told you that you were more alert, more hypervigilant or activated. Think for a minute and describe the sensation. Where did you feel that sensation in your body? Write down what you recall or what you notice. Next, I want you to give that sensation a rating. If, for example, you experienced heaviness in your chest, using a scale of 1 to 10 where 1 is really light and 10 is the heaviest, what rating would you give it? Once you have the first sign, the first sensation, notice what happened next. What is the next sensation or reaction in your body that told you the anxiety level was increasing? Again, describe the sensation. Does it have a color? Does it have a temperature? Is it moving in your body? Where did you feel that sensation? What part of the body? Write down what you recall or what you notice. Once it's written down, what rating would you give it? And then we do this one more time. You've tracked or noticed the first two sensations that shows up in your body. And now we get to look at what happens next. What is the next sensation in the body that told you the anxiety level was escalating and possibly a panic attack or dissociation was close? Describe that next sensation. Notice where did you feel it in your body? Describe as much of it as you can. Is there a color? Is there a temperature to this sensation? Is it moving? Is there any movement to it? Can you feel it moving in your body? Write down what you notice or what you recall. 
what rating would you give it? Usually when clients are in front of me, I know them well enough to know if I can keep going and asking them to notice other sensations. But in this podcast, for this demonstration, I'll stop there and I would ask if you chose to do this exercise, were you able to track and write down your first three sensations? Some people would notice three, some would have more, others would notice less. Whatever shows up, I always encourage people to be gentle with this exercise so that they can remain calm while doing the noticing. At this point, with the sensations written down, noticed or recalled, we look at what resources or solutions you have that you can apply to help you become more regulated or calm in your body. What is your go-to solution or resource? If you don't have a go-to and you need some prompts, hang on a couple minutes. I will share two in this episode. Before we go into the solutions or the exercises, let's just pause and you've written down what you've noticed. We're going to take three deep breaths, slowly in through the nose and out through the mouth. Breathing deeply and slowly tells the brain and your nervous system that it's okay to relax and sends signals of safety. So we want to do this at this point. So let's breathe together. A deep breath in through the nose. Again. And one more time. Deep breath in through the nose. Exhale slowly out through the mouth. Great. Now you can notice what your body naturally feels like doing right now. You may feel like stretching out. You may feel like shaking part of your body. As I do this exercise myself, I feel like clasping my hands and stretching my arms over my head. And I'm going to do that right now. Okay, that was very relaxing and relieving. Lovely. Hopefully you had up to three sensations listed and you know what indicates that you are going to experience some anxiety. Now let's look at the relaxation exercises that can shift the focus of the brain from past or perceived threats and send signals that you are safe. I must say here that these exercises are not meant to be used if anyone is in real and present danger. If you are in imminent danger at any point, do what you need to get yourself to safety immediately. These exercises are meant to be used when you can signal those shifts, those increments or changes in your body that indicates the first sign of being triggered or anxiety coming on. So exercise number one is location dependent. Depending on where you are, find a source of water, whether it's a tap, you can run your hands under cold water. Feel the coldness on your hands and notice the sensations. Or if you if you have access to a fridge, you can get a cold item, a pack of frozen peas, for example, and place it on the back of your neck. 
Another option would be if you have warm liquid, not too hot to the touch. If you're at a coffee shop or if you're at home, you can make a cup of tea and put your hand around a warm cup, not so that it burns you. It must be comfortable enough. If it's something that you can inhale, so not just hot water, if it's tea or coffee, you can inhale the fragrance, your engaging touch and smell. So again, you're refocusing your brain to the sensation. Sounds familiar? This was the focus of exercise nine, noticing sensations and so forth. Exercise number two. This exercise works in situation where the ACC picks up cues of danger from sensory inputs such as something you see, hear, feel, smell, or taste. And based on that input, the brain remembers a traumatic experience and plays it out as if it's happening in the real and current time. This is what is called reacting to past or perceived threats. The brain can't tell the current date from the day when the threat or the traumatic experience actually happened. If this happens, then the key is orienting the brain to the present time. And this is usually helpful. To do this exercise, you would say the day, the date, the time, and your location, as well as the words, I am safe. You say this out loud because saying it out loud engages a different part of the brain than if you were just thinking it in your head. So let me demonstrate, and I'm just going to use a random date here. Today is Thursday, August 17th. It is 10.30 a.m. I am sitting comfortably in my chair, in my home office, and I am safe. This is the basics of the exercise. It is simple, but so powerful because it brings the brain back to the reality by saying the day and the time. So if the trauma was associated with any particular day, by saying the whole date, day and time and the year out loud, it tells the brain, I'm not back in that experience. I'm actually in 2023 or whatever year you're repeating this exercise. Because I've been doing this work for so long, I have learned what works for my body and my mind. So I like to add a little bit more into it, mixing things up a bit. And I'll demonstrate what I, I do. I engage as much of my senses as possible because that helps to ground the experience in the present. So I would say something like, today is Thursday, August 17th. The time is 10.30 a.m. I am sitting comfortably in my chair. I can feel myself well supported. I am in my home office. I am looking on the wall at my hand puppet, which makes me smile. It brings back good memories. And I am safe. Once I do that, I end by taking three deep breaths again, in through the nose, deeply, and long exhale out through the mouth. I do that three times, and that ends my exercise. So these are just two really short and simple exercises that you can do to interrupt the automatic thoughts that occurs when sensory inputs cause a trauma response or a trigger response. 
Like any new skill, getting the hang of these takes practice and repetition. When I first began doing these exercises, it didn't feel like much was happening at first, but the more I spent time noticing and being still, repeating and practicing, the more my body got used to the exercises. And more importantly, my brain was beginning to learn that there was a new way, there was a different way that I could respond to trigger symptoms or responses. If you choose to engage these exercises, let me know what did you do? What did you notice about your body? And how did you notice yourself responding? Were there any changes? As always, you can find the different ways to connect with me via email or the Facebook group in the show notes. So let's connect, share your experience. This is a introduction to some of the exercises. I will continue to intersperse different exercises as we go through the different weeks so that you begin noticing and practicing gently and slowly what could be working for you and what would be most helpful. Again, this is a gentle process because it needs to be built foundation upon foundation so that you have a good grounding as you move forward practicing the different exercises. So I look forward to continuing this journey with you. Take care, my sister friend. If this podcast encouraged, inspired, or taught you something, do share it with another sister friend who needs support in her healing journey. I would also love for you to go to Apple Podcast right now and leave a review for the show. Thanks for listening. I'm cheering for your healing. Until next week, breathe and be blessed.